Don't worry. We're going to help you find it. Welcome to Decorating Tips and Tricks. I'm Kelly Wilkness here with Anita Joyce, and this is episode 328, Finding Your Flair. Today, we're going to help you find it if you don't think you have it, and if you have it, we're going to help you hone it. Finding your flair is a really important part of becoming a um, decorator in your own right. So listen in, and we're going to give you tons of tips. Flair is, sure, it incorporates your style, your look. But it's even it's it's more it's deeper it's it's your signature it's what you add to a style or look that you're drawn to, and how you make that style or look all your own. And so you know you've heard the word iconic with referred to certain people. Uh, it also can refer to certain styles. It can refer to certain interior designers. But each of us can be iconic in our own way and in our own home. So that is something that we have, it's a reoccurring theme in decorating tips and tricks that we want you to develop that. Wouldn't you rather have your own iconic style than be a copy of somebody else? I mean, that's what we're here to help you do is to do, do something that is just specific to your personality, your style. And there's nothing wrong with copying another look, but I think even if you do that, you still want to have your own particular spin on it. And then you're going to just feel so excited about it, happy about it. And it's going to feel more like you. Exactly. I mean, just like th- there is a saying that there's really nothing new under the sun. Well, you know, there, there, you know, I see the truth in that, but there are different ways to interpret everything. And that is new. So each incarnation of something is new. So that's what you can be and should be doing in your home. I remember as a blogger, when you know, when you first start out blogging or you first start doing anything, you know, you're learning and you're looking and you you might be um, doing a little more copying than you do uh, putting your signature style on it. But that all develops as you go along and you build confidence and knowledge and all of that. And I remember at some point in my blogging career, I I got what I thought was one of the best compliments ever. Is that a uh, a reader told me that she could spot my, she knew it was my photos, whether it had my name on it or my watermark, or if it was referenced in my blog, she could pick out my pictures, whether it be on Pinterest or someplace else on the web. And she knew it was mine. So I knew at that point, at least for that one person, <laughs> I had developed um, an individual style that was recognizable. And that to me, and not everybody's going to love it, and that's okay too, uh, because it's individual. And you know, there's tons of different uh, tastes and likes and um, looks out there that people are drawn to. But that was really important to me, and I know certainly that Anita has her own signature look, and it's very uh, distinguishable from any other French country looks. Right, and what we're talking about is, you know, I'm, I'm this putting your personality on it. I think somehow this gets misinterpreted sometimes. I think people interpret this as, well, let's see, I'm a musician. That's my hobby. So I need to put a musical instrument on the wall. Or I like to hike in the mountains. So I need to put a picture of a mountain on the wall. Something like that. And so I think people feel like it should be tied to their hobby and that they should be expressing their hobby in their decor. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's fine to do, but that's not really what we're talking about. We're really talking about 
finding your personality in a decorating way, finding things that appeal to you. And there may not be a rhyme or reason to why certain things you're just drawn to them, but there's going to be the more time you spend focus on this, the more you're going to be drawn to certain things and other things you may like them, but they don't feel like they're necessarily you. So for example, there's a lot of styles and a lot of things that I think are beautiful, but they don't feel like me. But I know it when I see it now. If I see something and I know that's my look, that's me, you know, then then I'm really gravitating toward it and I'm wanting to incorporate that into, into my house. So it's not really so much like, oh, I have a spot. I need something this size. I need something this color. I'm going to put it here. But it's going to be something where you're out somewhere and you see something and you think, that's it. That's it. I have to have that. That's what we want is for you to be able to know what is your style, what is your look, and what isn't. And so then when you're looking at things, you'll be able to find things and incorporate into them into your house. And I do feel like it's important to know your particular decorating style first and have a name for it. But even if you don't, I think if you're going to be drawn to particular things and you're going to have a particular, you may not even have a name for it, but once it all comes, once you buy it all, usually there's some rhyme or reason that maybe your brain hasn't figured, you haven't figured out, but your brain knows. So a lot of times when people put things together that they love, it does look great together. Yeah, it, it does. And I mean, there is also that saying, oh, if you love it, it all works together. You know, and that sounds so sort of wishy and zen, but it kind of is true because whereas two things might be very disparate and they're, but there'll be that third thing that you really love that kind of brings them together and bridges the gap. I think it really does work out. And the truth of the matter is, is if you love the things, then you're going to be happy around them and they're going to make sense to you. And it's your house. And that's, you're the primary person that you should be pleasing in your home, not, you know, somebody that you saw on Instagram or some picture you saw on Pinterest. So we're really encouraging you not to, not to copy or to, not to but it's okay just to, I think copy. It's right. okay I'm, to start there, right? Right, right. So I'm just saying, but not to just copy and not just to emulate, but to then put your own spin on it. So so do it enough. Think about it. Just don't go out and get a cartload of stuff that you know you you saw on some other blog or you saw in Country Living Magazine or some other place, and then then that's just what's all over your house. Yeah, I work think, on Kelly, it. Think of something that is, you know, a one of a kind or take something that is that you love, but put your own twist on it. Do it a different way. Um, there's so many examples of repurposing things in these cool ways um, to add as decor into your home. Yeah, I think, Kelly, uh, it's uh, to go along with what you're saying. I think when you're starting, if you really don't know what the, your style is or what then I think it is helpful to kind of start by copying another look. But then as you're doing that, I think when you begin to find your decorating voice, that's when you can start changing things up. And sometimes when people are starting out, I don't think they have the confidence to uh, really go with just their particular style. So I think it's nice to start copying as a, in the beginning. And then you're going to use that as a jumping off spot and you know, kind of bringing things, pulling things into that base style. And, I mean, would you agree with that? Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, you know, you're going to start someplace. Um, you know, even if it's like, oh, I got a hand, I was 
these are all hand-me-downs. You know, my grandma gave me all these things. <laughs> so you're copying your grandma, but you need to change that up right away. But, you know, in, in a way that makes it your own. It doesn't matter if your your grandma was, you know, Bunny Williams. You know, it's that's still, that's Bunny Williams. Look, you know, that you need to make it yours. Yeah. And I think if you start by copying something else, as you're doing that, you're going to say, okay, I like this. I like this. I like this. But there's going to be parts of it that you go, well, that part isn't me. Well, I'm not so excited about those colors or that color combination or whatever. And so I think it's going to happen naturally that you're going to make it, make it your own. But I definitely would make that a conscious decision to kind of veer off in ways that make sense for you. And you know, one of the ways uh, that I think you can start is to kind of think about maybe how you like to dress. That's sometimes a way to start because often the way the style of how you like to dress translates into a decorating sense. So for example, if you're just a very casual person and you really don't like dressing up at all, then you may like a very casual decorating style for your home. Or if there's a particular color that you love to wear, you're probably going to like that in your home. Also, I mean, there's just so many things I think that translate from your wardrobe into your home. Uh, so, I mean, take a look at that. Are you a person that really loves dressing up a lot and, you know, you have, a, you know, a real assortment of gorgeous high heels, then, you know, you may want a more formal look. Yeah, I I definitely dress in the colors of my house. <laughs> black, <laughs> black and white is my go-to. My dogs are, people have commented that my dogs, you know, like I didn't purposely match my dogs to my house, but they do match my house. But so that is kind of funny. Yeah. You should look at the other aspects of your life. Don't, don't be gave everything in a box. Like, oh, that's how I decorate. Well, that's how I dress. And, but I, you don't, right. And you don't have to follow that. But if you're stuck, that's a place that you can start. Yeah. Yeah. And mm. let's just face it, everybody. This this is the hardest part of decorating. Mm-hmm. I would say that. Right? Being, you know, and this is why people hire decorators. Uh, but really a decorator, unless it's a very, uh, a person who takes a very personalized approach, which I try to do and I know Anita tries to do when she's working with her clients. If it's a decorator who's decorating for the sake of decorating, then that your house is going to look like dec- the decorator. Not you, right? So it's it's really hard and it is something that you have to, or if you're working with the decorator and even if they did do all the background and from, get all that information from you and they know you and they, they get you and they get your family and all that stuff, still, they might bring something to the table that really doesn't feel right for you. And you should be able, you know, you need to have the confidence to say no to that too, because they'll go away to the next job and you'll be left with it. So it's a very hard aspect of decorating that we're talking about today. It's really fun. And it's kind of one of those things like, you know, when you get it right, it feels so good. Like I'm trying to, like, uh, I'm trying to think of an example. Like, I don't know if anybody's ever water skied, but I used to water ski and like, you know, not just recreationally, but like you knew when you were like struggling and you're trying to hold on and the string and it's hard and stuff. But all of a sudden, if you got into your groove and then you were just cruising, like that felt so good and so like so easy and so freeing and so fun. So once you get it, then you'll be, when you're shopping around, whether it be online or flea markets or things like that, you'll just know like that, that is me. This is calling to me and I have the confidence to say, yes, I can make this work. Yeah. And I, the other thing I want to mention with this is don't worry about failing. 
You probably will. It's part of the process. Don't worry about it. It's okay if your style changes. I know I had my Tuscan phase. I had a Moroccan phase. I had. I wish uh, I knew you then. Oh, yes. Well, it was, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm feeling like some mint tea right now. Oh, yes. I love my tea. Uh, And then, uh, yeah, I had the Moroccan teapots. (laughs) I'm telling you. Land? You had the lanterns too, didn't you? I did. I did. It was a fun. It it was fun. I had fun with it. And then I had kind of a cottagey phase. And then, you know, and it was just kind of fun. I mean, I was kind of all over the map. But so you might say I was kind of trying to find my style. And you know what? You wouldn't be wrong. I think I was trying to find my style and I was having fun. So I'm not sorry I did all that because I was kind of testing. You know what it was? It was like trying clothes on. Yeah. I was trying out different clothes and it was fun. All those were fun phases in the cottagey one. That was fun too. But when I got to this kind of my version of country French, I settled in and said, you know what? This is me. This is it. I love this. There's so much about it to love. And um, I I could be happy with this for the long run. And you know what is also okay is to say, I'm going to, you know, change it every five years. I mean, you may be someone who can't commit to a particular style. In that case, you might be wanting to change things up all the time. Right. And maybe that's part of your signature thing, that you're always changing it up a little bit. Um, Because style is about expressing yourself, not channeling someone else. And so when you're actually expressing yourself, it's going to feel good. So whatever that is, you're going to know it. So just rest assured because you might say to yourself, oh my gosh, well, how do I even know when I've got there? How do I know if I've got the flair? You're going to know it. You're just going to feel it. It's going to feel right. Like, like Anita said, keeping with the clothing analogy, like putting on that dress that you know looks good on you or putting on that t-shirt that just feels right in all the places or those jeans that feel good, uh, no matter whether you're walking or standing or sitting for hours. You know, it's just that, that pair of shoes that just, you know, sort of it, like fitting a glove on your foot. So, you know, that is what it's going to feel like. Yeah. And I did want to mention too, because sometimes somebody's particular style is a combination of three, four, five different styles put together, which of course is called eclectic. Uh, and that can be done very beautifully. I've seen it done. It definitely can work. Here's the cautionary tale on that or the cautionary point I wanted to make about it. And that is the more styles you're mixing together, the more patterns you're putting in the room, you can make it work. But every one of those adds another degree of difficulty. So if you're not feeling super confident in your decorating skills, then I would minimize the different styles that you're using at a particular time because that's going to make it easier. And then you could mix in some of these other things later on when you're a more confident decorator. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I, that that term eclectic, I mean, it came around, you know, many, many years ago in decorating. And, you know, I, I, you definitely know when something is truly eclectic. Like it is a lot of different uh, decades are represented, often a lot of different colors and stuff. So I would say like, but so that there is that eclectic look, which is a combination look but a look on it to its own, if you get where I'm going. But wouldn't you say that every signature style represents at least two or three different decorating looks? Oh, possibly. I hadn't really thought about that that much. Like when it's really your own, right? It's going to have a little, 
you know, a little twist. Some things would be like, like you are French country, but you also have this Texas thing going on. You know, you got the hide rugs and you've got, you know, more, a little bit of the rough hewn thing going on, but then you've got all these feminine touches. Um, me, I've got some farmhouse, but I got this blingy glam thing going on. And now I've just added a few modern pieces. So right now I've got at least three different looks slash styles, if you will, that make up my signature look. Yeah, no, I think that's a good point. And that's part of what you were saying is you're putting it your own your own uh, twist on it. In fact, uh, you know, although people think of me a country French when they think of my style, it's not traditional country French. No, I mean, the traditional the country colors French are not, colors right. are mm-hmm. very different from what what I've done. And I do mix in some other things that are, like you said, decidedly not country French. Like I do love the hide rugs and you know a few other things that uh, I like kind of mixing in and just some some. Um, you know, and a few, you know, transitional things mixed in here or there. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's all about kind of finding this balance, putting it all together. And really, I think that's the hard part is making it all work together. And I'm sure you're going to agree with that, Kelly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the hardest part in so many levels in, 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 in the doing and the making it look good. And it may not look really good right away. You know, you might find something and you're like, oh, that, that I am so drawn to that piece. But now mm, that means this other thing really should go. Like now this other thing that I was sort of tolerating really needs to go and I need to find something else. So it might take a while. This is not uh, room in a box. You know, well, you need to yeah. do this over a course of time. That's a good point. Once you figure out what it is, you're probably going to look around your house and go, oh my a fourth of my house fits my style and three fourths of it doesn't. Okay. So, so this is, yeah, well, this is yeah. a good time to slide into um, talking about, well, how do you do this? Aside from just having the confidence, having the awareness and then the confidence to do it. Well, I mean, there, I have a few tips and Anita might have some other thoughts um, too on how to actually do this, but that is my confidence is number one. And my number two is go through each room and remove items that really aren't looking like where you want to be, yeah, are if not you looking can. like your signature look. Right. If it's your kitchen table and you can't afford a new one, you're going to have to keep it. Keep yeah, it for yeah, a little yeah. While. Even if you just made a list, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you definitely can get- make a list, yeah, yeah. And I agree with you. Everything that you can pull out that does not go in the direction you want to go, get it out of your house because it's going to be driving you nuts. And it's better to have a blank spot than to have something in there that just isn't working for you. Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. Don't be afraid of empty spaces in your house, of empty places on your wall. And the other thing is, just think of that, uh, you know, time when you were kind of going through that adolescence, going from being a child to being, you know, a grown up. I mean, we uh, now I know Kelly did not have the awkward phase, but the rest of us probably did. I know <laughs> I, I thought did. you were going to say, and we know Kelly has not yet become a grown up, uh, but okay. <laughs> well, there's that too. <laughs> uh, but you know, but your rooms may do that too. I when I was saying I was went from my Tuscan phase to my kind of Swedish colors, like the blues. And the whites and the lavenders, I was going from gold and yellow and red. And there was a time when I was halfway in the transition 
where my rooms were a mess and they looked terrible because I had gold walls and these, you know, oatmeal, linen, uh, slip covered furniture. And it just looked weird. But I just had to, you know, grip my teeth and just say, you know what? I've got my braces on now and they're going to come <laughs> off at some point, you know? <laughs> Good point. That's so funny. But it's so, so true. You can't do it all. I mean, and you shouldn't do it all overnight. Um, so yeah. And, and Anina makes an excellent point. You know, I'm saying get it out of the room, but I'm thinking more of smaller items, accent pieces, decor items. You know, you don't want your family to come home and <laughs> Like they're all sitting on the floor <laughs> yeah. because I'm you're sorry, like, that's it's not my style anymore. It's not my iconic style. <laughs> sorry. Okay. And they're saying my style is sitting at a table to eat, not sitting on the floor. <laughs> exactly. So, um, so do that to the extent that you can. And then I would create an inspiration board on Pinterest. Pinterest is such a great tool for all of us. And, um, you can keep it secret. Nobody needs to know what you're doing over there. And don't think about specific items. Don't even think about budget. Just look around, put, type in some search keywords that are kind of in your look and see what comes up and almost make it very visceral. Like, you know, like I'm thinking like, you know, those hearing tests. I hate hearing. T- I know I don't have a hearing problem, but every time you have to take one of those hearing tests, I, I'm sure they're going to tell me I'm deaf. You know, you have to raise your hand and you hear the little buzzing. Right. And so it's kind of like a like a visceral thing. You hear the buzz and you raise your hand. So if you see something that moves you and pictures, just pin it. Don't think about it. Don't overthink it. Just pin it. Um, and then you can always curate the board and delete the ones you decide you don't like. Or maybe you're going to notice this happens to me. I All of a sudden, I'm like, well, I think I saw this picture before. And I realized I've pinned it three or four times already. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, that image is speaking to you. So right. then you go back after you've got maybe 30, 40 pictures on there. Then you go back and you start to look, okay, I'm seeing a pattern here, whether it be in colors or a certain type of um, furniture design or just a mood even, and see where you see the commonalities and see where you see the repeats and then hone in on those. Get rid of the rest that don't really speak to you, you know, 100%. Right. And while you're doing this, I think it'd be nice to make a list of the things that you really love about the room. And these things, that is your signature style. Those are the things that you're going for. And I think if you're making a list of things, then you're not so tempted to copy exactly what's in the room. And I know like for you, Kelly, I think of your signature style and I know I could not, you know, you, something very critical to your signature style is white ironstone. So I think critical. <laughs> see, I mean, it's very important. <laughs> very important. It's very critical to me. Hold and on. like those iron doors in your kitchen, I think they're they're just. I think of you every time I see those. I mean, there's just certain things um, that you know I want you to think of as being your style. And then when you see those, you know, you don't have to buy every thing that fits your style, but. But, you know, I mean, I know like for me too, there's just certain things that I'm drawn to and those are kind of the things that I'm known for. And those are the things that I end up repeating throughout my house um, in different ways, like antique linens and silverware. And of course, Kelly and I both love these things and, you know, old dishes. So, um, and there's so many kinds of dishes. So you can't even just say dishes, but specific kind of dishes that I like, like the French ones, for example, which have a very specific look. 
I mean, these, once you do this list, I think it's going to really help you in defining your style. Oh, yeah. I think that's a great idea. And it's fun. And, you know, even sometimes I love to write things on paper. I'm always, um, I love the computer and I love Pinterest and all that. But, you know, get them, even just get one of those black and white composition books and and just jot down your oh, notes. Oh, get a pretty book. Get a pretty book. Well, I like those. They're so, they're so sort of retro. I do love those. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'll get a pretty book or, you know, do, grab an old journal or something like that and, and start just writing notes down and lists and things like that. Um, and then after you've done all that, so you've got your board, you've kind of got, um, an umbrella idea of the look that you're really drawn to. Say, so say it's English cottagey sort of look. Okay. Just for an example. Okay. That's what you really feel like. uh, This is what I go back to every time. Okay. So get on the internet and start looking around, type in things like the Cotswolds, you know, English countryside, English manners, whatever things you can think of that would be in generally thought of with this look that you like and look all around and see see what the real deal looks like and and get some inspiration from there. Um, and, and whatever it is, maybe it's boho, maybe it's mid-century modern, maybe it's a uh, modern farmhouse. There's so much information on the internet and so many beautiful things to look at. Look up Instagram. That's a great search engine. Go on and hit the little magnifying glass and then type in some of these keywords that might define the style that you're drawn to and pull up different accounts that also enjoy that. And you'll end up, you know, you'll fall down some giant rabbit hole, but you know, do a little bit a day. Um, and then, and then you're going to get so much ideas and so much inspiration from looking all around. Right. And then you can really kind of hone it down as to how that's going to work for you and what you might be looking for when you're going out shopping or what you might be looking for when you go thrifting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've seen people uh, also just start with one signature piece, one inspiration piece, and then they build the whole room around just one piece. So that's something you can do as well. Uh, I think it's easier if you have a particular style in mind. But, uh, you know, I don't think there's, um, you know, I know there's a lot of different designers that have different creative processes that they use. So there's not really, I wouldn't say there's a wrong way to do it. No, no, Uh, no. I mean, we're certainly suggesting giving you options if you don't know where to start. Yeah, exactly. You know, somebody might say, oh, you know, um, some people who really love to travel, you know, maybe they want to have all the beautiful things that they have gathered from all their travels. So that, you know, that's a very specific look that you would start there. And that can be a really beautiful look, uh, depending on, you know, where you go and, and what you're picking up. So you might have one of these things where it's a, it's a very definite starting point for you, but any way that you get to it, it's very helpful to look and see what else is out there in the, the general look and slash style that you are drawn to, to help you. And then, then once you get all of that, that's when you want to then add your own personality to it. So add things that are important to you, add 
your family, add your travels, add, you know, maybe you are drawn to it. Like Anita was, is so drawn to the French country, but she was not necessarily drawn to the very traditional French country color. So she added her in her own palette. So change the colors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's okay to do that. Yeah. Take a style and make your own adjustments and then you're going to make it yours. And that could be with colors or other things. You could be mixing in different things or maybe you like a lot of bling or you like a lot of gold or you like a lot of this particular color or a particular style mixed in. I love Gustavian furniture. So I've mixed that in with my French things as well. To great effect. So anyway, I hope that really helped. Um, it helps. And, um, you know, we really want you to have the confidence to be the decorators we know that you are. So you don't need to be copying anybody else and send us pictures of what you've got going on. If you got your flair going, if you got questions about it, we would love to hear and see. And um, we do have a, a very good listener question today when we can really dig into about certain pieces of furniture and whatnot. But before we get to that, I wanted to give a hello to Sally in Brisbane. Um, she wanted to let us know that she is listening. So that's a that's somebody hey, who's Sally. listening from far away. And something super exciting that we found out. We are the number two design podcast in Finland. So <laughs> big hey to Finland. I wish I knew how to say hello in Finnish, but I guess people in Finland- We got to work on that. Well, they, they clearly speak English. Or I don't think we're being um, translated. No, I don't so, think so. Thank you so much to everybody in Finland who's listening and- if anybody in Finland is hearing this, send us an email and let us know, uh, you know, who you are and give us your name and say hi. We would love to hear from you. And we'd love to see your house. And we'd love to pictures. see your Finland. Your house is in Finland. We would so love that. We're coming to Finland. You can't stop us. <laughs> <laughs> or Finland's coming to us. So exciting. Um, okay. So we have the crushes. So my crush today is a zinc planter, a very long, narrow zinc planter. Comes in actually a variety of lengths from 12 and a half to 28 and a half, and four inches high and only five inches wide. So I think that this would be a fantastic um, center, long center piece. Uh, great for an outdoor table too. You could put succulents in it. You could put faux succulents in it, like we were talking about on our recent uh deep dive into faux flowers. You could put moss balls. You could use it on a long table for a barbecue and put like a little uh, section of napkins, a section of utensils, you know, that maybe salt and pepper or even condiments running down the middle. I just think it was such a useful piece. Um, so I'll add the link to that. And it's zinc, so it's metal. And then it has like a black distressed or a rose gold distress finish on it. Oh, that sounds so pretty. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. It's like, you know, I, have, I, I like how the the dough bowl works as that long low. Yes. Um, which is so nice, particularly if people are sitting at the table. And this is akin to that. Very nice. Well, after our episode on the faux flowers, I've had my eyes out and I've had a hard time. I've thought, you know, that, so I've been looking at the faux flowers and I've been trying to think, you know, does this look nice? Does this not look nice? I've been having a hard time with this, Kelly, because I haven't really found a lot that I thought looked nice. Mm -hmm. uh, but I did find something I thought was nice. And I wanted to share that with you. 
while I was in Target, there was a beautiful seeded, seeded eucalyptus leaf. Oh, from wreath. Target. Okay, that wasn't on our good list. Um, you know, we didn't even go into Target, so that's a good one to add. No, but this particular one, now I'm not uh-huh. saying all of them, but this particular one I thought was really lovely, and I'll include a link to it. But I thought, well, first off, you don't see wreaths often made from that particular plant. But secondly, it just looked real. Oh, and, um, oh and it's a wreath. It's circular? It's a wreath, right, for your wall or for your door. But you know, I think that's part of it too, is when it's the same old plant you see all the time, it just kind of screams fake. But when it's something like this that you don't see in a faux version right. very often, you just kind of, your eye thinks, oh, that's real. So I think that's helpful. But it was just lovely, yeah. kind of fresh and new. And uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty. Great. Okay, good. All right. So um, we have the listener question and it's from Heather K. Now, Heather has had... Um, some interesting experiences as far as where her families live. They've been in Germany and in Asia, and now they're coming back to the States. They have a new house. Uh, We got a lovely long email with photos. So can set it up for everyone. So Heather is not sure what to do about her dining table and hutch that she's got. So it's a, and there seems to be two hutches because there were two photographs. So we're going to address the one here, Heather, the first one where everything is um, sort of the same wood tone. It's almost like a a very light, almost looks like a a gorgeous giant cutting board. Don't you think, Anita? Like, how would you describe the wood table? It's a pretty color. It's a pretty color wood, I thought. Um, yeah, I'm having a hard time. It, it almost like appears unfinished, almost like a cutting board wood, but it definitely just has some warmth to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and there, I'm sure that there's some sort of finish on it. So the table is that. It's very simple. Um, and like a, an old-fashioned cutting board, it has two planks that are going um, horizontal, and then the others are all going uh, vertically the long way across. And then there are four... Very simple chairs in the same wood with uh, three slats each, horizontal. And then um, Heather has some woven rattan chairs as the head. Kind of like Parsons chairs. Yeah, Parsons chair shape. And then a big hutch, pretty simple, um, not too much wood, same coloration of the wood. But it has what appears to be like three sliding doors Almost, I will almost like frosted glass. Yeah, frosted glass. It's Mm -hmm. almost like it has. I could see it being either German or Asian. You know what I mean? Like the wood doesn't look Asian to me, but the look with the sliding doors. It looks kind of contemporary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, It does look like German or or even Swiss. I saw a lot of furniture in Switzerland like this. Yeah. Simple, very simple design, clean lines. Very Mm -hmm. simple. So I'm guessing that this is all going to be working in the the dining area, the dining nook, as she's calling it. So um, Heather's asking about... um, particularly I think the hutch as to what we thought about doing it. Um, she's open to painting, staining, and changing out the chairs. Um, she's unsure about what to do in the dining nook and how to include the hutch. Do you want me to address the hutch or the table? Just up to you. Oh, we'll okay. cover well, it I, all. You all right. Start. Well, I think I'm going to do the table and I'll let you do the hutch. Okay. So, um, I, so I'm looking at it and I don't think there's anything wrong with the table or chairs. I'm the only thing I think that she's concerned about is that it's a lot of 
brown. You know, there's the hutch that's brown, the table, the chairs, the rattan, uh, you know, uh, chairs at each end. It's And the floor is brown. So I think that's what she's feeling is lots of brown. And that's an easy, easy fix without even opening a can of paint. Get a fun, colorful rug. And I would not use, I mean, in this particular case, everything's brown. So I definitely would not use a sisal because that's just going to add another layer of brown. So I would definitely pick out a color that you want and maybe a you can get whatever. I mean, really, the sky's the limit. I mean, I don't know what kind of... Uh, yeah, so we don't have like. any idea about the palette and the rest of the house at all. This written right, so I'm not recommending a specific alone. rug because I don't know what her her style is right. as far as that goes. But pick a rug that you like, and then you're going to pull out a color out of the rug, and you're going to do a table runner or some sort of um, placemats or tablecloth or whatever. But I I like the idea of a table runner, uh, seat cushions again that are going to coordinate with your rug and then i just see like a big and i do mean big bowl of like lemons a plant a fern just something big to put on that table that's going to be beautiful and have some color to it and you know maybe you could just have a couple potted plants i like kind of having one plant inside and then when it starts looking bad i trade it back out send it back outside and bring a different plant inside but again just a big bowl of lemons too i think would look fantastic yeah, so that's I think my that, idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you nailed it with all that. It's a very casual look, everyone. You know, it's it's very uh, rustic look. So I think what Anita's saying would be really great. It needs to be softened with some with some fabrics and something else. Um, I think that's all great. And you could even put two little lumbar pillows on the um, the woven chairs on either oh, right. end to mm-hmm. match the cushions. Okay, so let's talk about this hutch, which is quite large. Mm, it, it is. I, I don't know how big the table is, but um, it's got to be at least six feet. And I think this, I'm going to say six feet wide. Yeah, and so this mm-hmm. hutch is probably six feet or more. And as I said, it has the the frosted glass and sliding doors. To my mind, I would take the doors off. You know, unless you need to use it for storage that you don't want people to see, but I think you're still going to see something because it's just, it appears to be frosted and that could be just the photo. But um, I don't know. I don't, it's, it looks a little too modern to go with the the chairs and whatnot, the way they're going. And I just think it would be really pretty open with the shelving in it. And you could do some really beautiful um, bookshelf type of decor, some hutch decor in there. Um, and... I don't think I would paint the chairs and the table. I would paint the hutch, if anything. It has very little wood on it, really. It's just a surround. And if the doors came off, it would be a cinch to paint. And because I know Heather said she also uh, had the builders put some wainscoting on the walls. And I can't tell if that's up or it's not up because I'm not sure if it goes half wall or full wall. Um, But I think that you could almost make the hutch look like it was a, built it was made you know built in and it's part of the wall in a sense like and it would it would fade into the wall a little bit um if it was all painted white or the same color as the wouldn't that be morning pretty if it were painted a darker color on the back and then you had some beautiful white dishes in there gorgeous yeah oh. I love that idea. We don't know what's going on inside it. And maybe there's some sort of beadboarding inside there too. And that would be really great if there was some sort of textured wood in there. Um, And then you could pick up, if you did that color, say you did a 
beautiful blue, if that's your palette, or if you did like a, a gray or something like that, and then you could maybe pick up that color in the runner or the rug and make it all work together. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, uh, you know, I think we're both uh, feeling the same way. It needs some color, but there's nothing wrong with the wood of the of the table and the chairs. And, and I, I agree with you. I think that the the hutch would really be freshened up, taking those doors off and adding some color to it. And then it doesn't feel too matchy-matchy, which we talk about all the time. It's going to feel uh, like it's more of a collection that she's collected over time and perhaps even a built-in look. And I think it's going to be beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it's beautiful now, but these are, you know, some ideas to yeah, make. Yeah, it's just very basic. Lovely. There's, I mean, mm-hmm. it almost looks like it's just like in the back room of a, a furniture place. Like, you know, she's obviously either moving out or moving in. There's nothing in anything. There's nothing on anything. So yeah, it just needs those touches. Um, the other hutch, which came in the other photo by itself, I'm not sure how that's, I'm not really sure from the email whether that's working in the same room or not, but that is such a close color to the color of the walls, the wood on the walls. I think I would paint that one a pop color. And I see that she's got maybe some blue pottery or things mm-hmm. in there. So maybe you paint that a really cool blue. Oh yeah, that'd be beautiful. Yeah, I think that would be lovely. I mean, you could just, the paint would change it so much. Yeah. So Heather, I hope that that helped. And we're excited for you. I don't know where you're moving in the States, but maybe it's close by. Let us know. I can pop over. (laughs) Yeah, let us know when you uh, get it all put together in your house. We're excited to see it. And I think you've got a great start there. They're, They're beautiful pieces. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. We had so much fun, as we always do. And I hope this helped you get going on defining your particular personal style. Uh, Send us your pictures. Please let us know what you've got going on. Uh, Send questions, tips. Our email is decoratingtipsandtricks at gmail.com. And remember, we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time. to remind you that we are available for design consults. We take on your design dilemmas, questions, renovations, any project you want to talk about, any room, any space. We are here for you. And we really do enjoy doing these. And I think we've helped people a lot. So if you want to sign up for a consult, head to the link in the show notes. It's decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash consult. We hope to talk to you soon.